Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians podcast. Here, we explore the central topics of intentional life design, boundaries, health, wellness, and leadership for physicians. I am dedicated to helping you create meaningful structures in your life that support both professional and personal growth. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Miller. I've tackled some of the same issues that many of us in the medical field struggle with such as creating meaningful connections, imposter syndrome, and having a life outside of the office. Join me each week as my guests and I tackle these topics and so much more, delivering content that shows you the importance of investing time into yourself beyond caring for those around you. Tap the follow button so you never miss an episode. Hey friends, today we are talking all about creativity. This episode It's a topic that's really special to me. I have found creativity to be a great outlet for stress, and it has helped me along my journey. So I hope you get a lot out of the episode, and if you do, please let me know. Today, I'm going to be talking about all things creativity. And so what do I mean about creativity? And I went to Webster's Dictionary, which I don't know if the dictionary is actually considered the gold standard of definitions anymore. But anyways, I went to Webster's Dictionary, and the definition that it says is that it's the ability to create. Now, what does create mean, right? And I remember going through school, you're not supposed to use the root word in the middle of the definition. Like, that's not actually grammatically correct. So I went and looked up, what does create mean? And Webster's says that it means to bring into existence. In other words, to produce through imaginative skill. And as children, we did this all the time. It was practically all that we did. We colored, we painted, we did drawings, we did sand art, we made mud pies. We used our imagination with our friends while we played dress up or played action heroes while we banged on drums while we pretended that we were in a band. And hopefully some of these examples help jog your memory about the fun you had while being creative. I remember as a kid, my brother and I would play Power Rangers with our neighbors, and we had a argument about who was going to be the pink Power Ranger, or who was going to be the black Power Ranger, or who was going to be the yellow Power Rangers. I always wanted to be the pink one. I didn't always get to be the pink one. But that play and that dramatic activity is creativity. We are using our imagination. And for a lot of us, at some point, we've lost that. And for me, when I think back on it, I have always been very academically oriented and didn't have a very strong art theme in my life or music theme in my life. When I decided that I wanted to go to medical school and become a doctor at the age of 13, I was full steam ahead. I said no to basically anything that would deter me from achieving that goal. And I did run track when I was in high school. That was really the only outlet that I had. And now in my adult life, I've started to explore this creative side to me. And 
I think it started back last fall when I was at a women's retreat and one of the facilitators spoke to the whole group, spoke about the concept of an inner child. And I realized that I didn't know who my inner child was. And I'll talk more about that at a later date, but learning and reading more about what an inner child is and how to discover your inner child, I came across the concept of using art to get in touch with that side of myself. And I've made intentional strides to incorporate art into my life. (laughs) I remember I started by going to a couple of local art stores and getting a adult coloring book and a nice set of colored pencils. But there are some really expensive color pencils. I saw a pack of color pencils, maybe like 20 bucks, right? Like these are like nice color pencils, but they actually sell colored pencils individually. And each one can be like seven or eight dollars. I could not believe how nice and how expensive these colored pencils were. But anyway, I digress. But I started using the coloring book and the colored pencils as a way to distress a little bit and a way to just explore the creative side of me. I would color a tree orange or color a tree blue, combine pink and green just because I wanted to. And it was fun. So I then went online to find where I could do a little bit of painting, right? I've done some of those paint and sip or sip and paint group activities and really enjoyed them. And I've been with a group and I've been by myself. I remember having a lot of fun at those. And I wanted something where I could commit to doing painting or crafts on a regular basis. So I found a few and I found one uh, local to me and I really enjoy going. Now, let me tell you, I am not perfect about going on a regular basis. My original goal was to go weekly and I don't make it every week, but I do try to do something art-based at least once weekly. That could either be going to the studio to do painting on canvas or paint ceramics and then the shop owner takes it and fires it in the kiln and I pick it up a week later. I do that or coloring in my book. And I recently interviewed a couple of guests who are physicians who are doing some really amazing artistic things. And I'll be bringing them out over the next several weeks to introduce you to them and to the wonderfully creative things they are doing in the world. Now, I know y'all are doctors and y'all want the receipts. You want to know the data. Where's the data, Dr. Rachel? Well, I've got the data, friends. I've got the data and I want to share that with you. So there are several different studies out there, but there was one particular study that was published in the American Journal of Public Health back in 2010. And this was a paper that reviewed hundreds of studies that looked at primarily four areas of creativity. The first was music. The second was visual arts therapy. And this would include painting, coloring, drawing, pottery, working with textiles. That would all include underneath visual. The third being movement-based creative expression, like acting and theater. And the fourth is 
expressive writing, and that includes journaling and creative writing. So there's four. So music, visual arts, movement-based, and expressive writing. So I want to break each of these areas up for you and talk to you about what they found in each of these areas. So first, music. They found that looking at many of the studies that were published, they found that music statistically helps decrease anxiety. It helped restore normal emotional balance. The activity of the neurons in the amygdala actually decreases. They got quiet. As far as with art, it was shown to decrease depression and anxiety, in particular breast cancer patients. Okay. Um, Third, the movement base, they found that it improved the ability to make choices, the ability to balance They were able to accept others more and themselves. They were able to let go. And the creative movement was also shown to support self-awareness. Now, fourthly, expressive writing. This is really impressive. There was one particular study that showed that there was an improvement in CD4 counts in HIV-positive patients. Can you believe that? There's a nutty study that showed that it improved anger and depression, the severity of pain. It helped improve sleep. And in fibromyalgia patients, trauma writing in particular helped decrease pain, helped decrease fatigue and psychological well-being. I will say that after the study for the fibromyalgia patients, at 10 months, they went back and looked at them again the improvements were not sustained. So this means that we need to constantly have this creative outlets in our lives in order to see the actual benefits. So that's one particular paper that was published that shows the improvements of being creative. Now, there are other studies that show improved results of decreased stress and anxiety, improved moods and emotions, and even improved cognitive function, particularly in those with dementia. So you may be like, okay, okay, Dr. Rachel, I get the data. Now, how am I going to find the time to do all of this? Well, say no more. I got you, boo. So here are five tips for incorporating art into your busy lives and your busy schedules, okay? Number one, start small. Even if it's just for a few minutes of day, you can purposely engage in creative activities. Start with a coloring book. It may take you a month to finish one page. And you know what? That's okay. If it's writing, take three to five minutes journaling or even working on telling your story. And if you want, increase the time you spend doing it. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. So start small. That's the first tip. Number two is be consistent. So whether that's daily or every night or every week, or even if you do a painting workshop monthly, The important thing is to do whatever you choose to do on a regular basis and make a habit out of it. So be consistent. That's tip number two. Number three is experiment. Try different things. You know, I chose to be an OBGYN because the days looked different. The weeks would be different. I'd be 
operating on a Monday and then I'd be on labor and delivery on a Tuesday. I'd be post-call Wednesday. On Thursday, I'd be in the office. And then on Friday, I'd be back in the operating room. So it was different and I thrived on that. So I think something in me likes variety and dabbling in different things. And I tend to take this into a lot of things that I do in my life, including my creative outlets. I, (laughs) this past weekend, I went to see Riverdance and I thought, maybe I can learn how to clog. How can I fit that into my rotation? I grew up on Riverdance and I've loved it as a child and I still love it. And, but anyways, I digress. But the point is, try something different. Try painting and then try coloring, try knitting, writing, or even poetry, or even an instrument. You never know what might stick. There are tons of YouTube videos on different things, like learning how to play the piano. I actually took a couple of piano classes on YouTube. They're actually pretty good. You can learn almost anything on YouTube. So experiment. So that's number three. Number four is make a social activity out of it. So when I started going painting, I started noticing the same people there. You can start to meet new acquaintances or even friends. Find someone to help hold you accountable to what you're exploring. You never know who and what new friendships may evolve out of this. So make social activity of it. That is number four. Number five, de-stress. Somehow the process of coloring and mindlessly choosing a color to color a tree, pink, is very relaxing. Also, the ability to do whatever I want and break the rules and color outside the lines is freeing to me. You may find that when you are in a stressful situation, spending five minutes being creative can help decrease stress for you. The data proves that it will. So I want to take a minute just to specifically talk to my leaders for a second, because you all may remember I'm an executive coach and I work extensively with leaders with leadership development. So if you are dealing with some of these things, please take this advice. We have a very stressful role as leaders and trying to be that liaison between administration and the physicians. So please take this advice for you. And also, the people that report to you, they're burned out. They are stressed out. They are thinking of leaving medicine. They are tired. Please be attuned to them. Ask them how they're doing. And take some of these tips I gave and share with them. It'll help them to de-stress and perhaps even improve their mood. If it helps, please let me know. So, Throughout this podcast, I'm going to be bringing you physicians that are doing all kinds of fun and creative things. They are all about activating their right brain. Some have made it a business, but most of them are creative because it's an outlet for them. It's a de-stressor. So I am very much so looking forward to sharing with you these people in the next coming weeks. So to wrap this up, a couple of points for you to take away. Be creative. It's a de-stressor and a mood improver. That's number one. Number two, experiment. Try different things. 
And number three, which is probably the most important, and that is have fun. You get to choose. So have fun in what you do. So I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please share it with someone and leave a positive review and a five-star rating. It helps other physicians find the show and hopefully help them as well. I am all about improving the healthcare system and helping leaders lead better and helping our physicians be less burnt out. So until next week, stay creative. Thanks for tuning in to this Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians episode. Did you have an aha moment? I'd love it if you shared it with me on Instagram at drrachelmillermd. That's drrachelmillermd. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like for me to cover or a guest you'd like for me to have on the show, please let me know. I love your suggestions.